There is an old saying, you don't know where you are going until you know where you've been. And I feel that way about this podcast. As we reach the end of our first season of The Objective Lens, I'm feeling a bit reflective. The Objective Lens has been a journey. It started over a year ago as a concept, an idea that we wanted to explore. And now, 10 episodes in, I think it's important to look back to where we've been, explore how we got to this point, and figure out where we are going. I'm Kathy Bowers, and this is The Objective Lens. This episode has a very different format than the previous ones. I asked my co-producer, Michael Grant, to join me in a discussion about the process of creating the objective lens and what we see for the future. There are some assumptions made during our conversation. We are assuming you, the listener, has listened to the previous nine episodes. We make reference to a few of them, and it would be helpful if you listened to them beforehand. We also assume you're familiar with our organization, the CSMLS, or the Canadian Society for Medical Laboratory Science. As we make reference to our members, the medical lab profession, and some of our organizational processes. You can learn more about us at csmls.org. That being said, I invite you to listen in on our reflection of the first season of The Objective Lens. Let's go back to the beginning. Okay. When we were planning for this, Actually, even before we even knew what we were going to do and how this kind of all came to be. Do you remember? Where the idea came from? Uh, yes. Uh, well, I guess at the time, both of us were kind of getting into podcasts that we were listening to kind of independently. So I think the first one we were both listening to at the same time was probably Serial. Mm-hmm. And so I think we both started to get interested in the the medium itself and then... Later on, I think we started to have conversations around, could we do that? And was there a <laughs> And then it was to... like, yes, yes, we can do that. Yeah. Why not? I think, too, we were looking for that, you know, something new for members, like a new way to kind of connect with them and a new way to give them that type of career development, professional development information. Um, We have other vehicles that we do that through. And because of our enjoyment of podcasts and that very, um, you know, the the way that we were able to discuss podcasts after they had already, you know, we'd already listened to them. We kind of got involved in Serial and had our own discussions in the office about that. And I, I felt like that would be a really cool thing to happen out in the labs and, you know, for them to have this common thing and then be able to discuss it amongst themselves afterwards. Well, that was that was the hope. I think one of the things I liked about the medium just was that, one, it's it's so open and accessible. Like, it's easy to consume. You, like, you listen to it on your morning commute. Um, but I like the way at least a lot of the stuff I was listening to could be both engaging and entertaining and also educational as well. So you were kind of learning different things. And yeah, as you as you mentioned, it sparks conversations. And I think one of the things we wanted to do with with our members was start sparking some conversations about topics that we thought were important. Right. So the opportunity kind of came up quite a while ago now. We're looking at maybe the end of 2015, beginning of 2016, when we started planning ahead as to what we wanted to look forward to the next few years. And yeah, I think your question was, 
do you want to make a podcast? Which I laughed at because I had never done that before and was definitely um, not quite sure of our capabilities. But you were pretty confident that we could create one and we could create something really good, too. Hopefully we did. I don't know. It's the end of the first season. Hopefully people listened. and Well, we know people listened, but hopefully they found it educational and informative and definitely seems like it has sparked some conversations, especially around some of the episodes around stress and bullying in the workplace. I think some of those hit a chord, so that was good to see. And that was kind of part of our challenge, I think, was creating topics that were high level enough that it would reach a wide audience, but still, um, you know, tangible and useful that people could go away with an actual, you know, resource that they could use. Um, Coming up with those topics, I think we worked pretty hard on coming up with those topics and in the realm of medical lab. It was hard because we were starting from a a blank slate. So when we decided, hey, you want to build a podcast... Uh, we could have talked about a million different things. And so I think consciously we decided to touch on uh, more soft skill type subject matter or more kind of issues-based subject matter because one, we had an interest in exploring some of those topics, but two, I think we had the capacity to um, explore them uh, a little more than we could delve into maybe some of the more technical issues and topics within the profession. So... I think that's kind of what guided our hand in terms of what we created. I think it was also the niche, though. We don't know of a podcast that was actually doing something like this for the medical lab community. I mean, there are other lab topic podcasts out there, and they did focus more on the technical aspect or more of the the science-based stuff. Um, So this was different. When we started this, we're kind of like, well, who who's going to talk about this? Like, who are we going to get to do these things? And I guess I was just so impressed at how easy it really was to get people to talk to us, like to, to do the interview, to be part of our podcast. I think that was one of the biggest kind of concerns or fears kind of heading into the project was how, how in the world were we going to get all the subject matter experts we would need? Because obviously the two of us couldn't just spout off on any topic that we wanted to explore. So, um, yeah, the process of kind of identifying all these subject matter experts and tracking them down um, was challenging at first, but what I was impressed with was how willing everyone was to say yes. So uh, They were willing, and then what was really cool, they were willing and they trusted us with it. They didn't know what the final product would look like. They had no um, basis to go on. Most of them we had no relationship with prior to cold calling them and saying, would you like to be part of our podcast? And yet they, they kind of trusted us with that. And I think we did a good job with, you know, the information they gave us. Um, but definitely I was very grateful for that. Me too. I would definitely, or even especially with our own members. So, I think oftentimes when you look at lab techs, people often think, oh, well, they're much more introverted and maybe this type of medium wouldn't lend itself nicely or they wouldn't feel confident kind of being interviewed and recorded and kind of put into something so public. So the fact that, one, everyone was willing to say, yes, I, I'd be happy to participate and then, uh, again, trusted us to to not make them look silly or put them in a bad light uh, was great. And, yeah, I just I think... 
everyone has a very interesting story to tell. And to me, that was the most interesting part was sitting down and actually talking to some of the members and exploring kind of their own personal story and being able to kind of share that and what people could learn from their stories. Do you want to talk about your favorite episodes? My favorite episode? Hmm. Not yet? No. Well, I'm trying to decide. It's hard. It's like choosing amongst your children. Which one do you like better? Okay. Okay. So we went through this process and ended up with nine episodes um, so far. And there are a few that kind of stuck out to me, but I wanted to ask if there were a few that stuck out to you. Did you have maybe not a favorite, but... I think my my favorite episode, just from kind of a total behind-the-scenes standpoint, was the first one. So when the first episode was around stress management, so it was called Plane Crashes and Hydro Explosions, and we talked to a member and got some perspectives on what the stress levels are like working with an urban lab and working in a a more rural lab. Um, We talked to an expert in stress management, and we talked to uh, some managers as well. For me, it was, it's probably my favorite because when we started the process of creating these episodes, we really didn't have a model of how they were going to come together. Mm -hmm. So I guess maybe just even back up a bit. So we recorded all of the interviews in a couple month period back last summer. And so we recorded all the subject matter interviews without writing a single word of the script or the story that we were actually trying to tell. And we derived all of that from the interviews themselves. So it wasn't until we put the first episode together that you could hear for the first time whether this idea would work, um, what it would sound like, how the episodes would kind of be constructed, how the... Right. The flow of the script, the interviews, the music, like all of it kind of came together so for me there was this kind of relief moment (laughs) the first time you heard the first draft and you're like okay this might work Mm. so that first one will always have a soft spot in my heart sure what's your favorite um I enjoyed the bullying one um only because I think we did a good job of it being such a sensitive topic and being something that we weren't quite sure how to approach it um I know originally we had looked at getting maybe member stories of you know their firsthand account of maybe bullying or harassment and um I think we did it justice by not including that um and not having them you know, exposed in that sense, just for multiple reasons. Um, But I do like that we were able to look at all the material that we gathered, looked at the research, the interviews, and decided to split it into two episodes, which was not the original plan. Um, But because we had so much content, and I feel like in order to do a good job of it, we were able to split it in the two. Um, And then still not turn it into a a complaint session or, you know, to be like, oh, this is awful. This is what's happening. But then also turn into like real resources and tools that, that I'm hoping people can take away. And after listening to be like, I I can come up with a plan now, or I know the next step, or I know who I should be talking to. And I'm hoping that is the way that people used it. That one was challenging kind of just to put together conceptually, because as you said, we we talked to a lot of people. So there were a lot of subject matter experts and interview ease involved in that whole process. And 
it's it's a sensitive topic. It was kind of hard to figure out how we were going to approach it, um, how we would kind of construct it and move between the different components that we had put together. So uh, again, it was nice when that when the first draft kind of came together to see that we could kind of tell it in a compelling way and that yes, we could we did have useful information that people could could take. So hopefully, um, unfortunately, if you were in that situation that they were, and you're listening to the podcast, you, you did have some tips and tools and, and things that you could employ right away. So what was the hardest part of this project for you? <laughs> for me personally, or actually putting this podcast together? Your call. Okay. Well, I think as a project, like we said, I think it was challenging because we didn't really know where we would end up. We liked cereal. We were like, it'd be cool to make something like cereal. So, I mean, that's, you know, pie in the sky type of thinking, but we had a direction we were moving in, but we didn't quite know all the components to how to get there. And like you said, until that first episode came together, we really didn't know if it would come together. So that was a bit of a challenge. And, and even just the logistics of knowing, like, how do we do these interviews? How, like, who do we talk to? How do we then edit it all together? And what type of information do we want to wrap that story in? Um, whether it's research or whether it's, you know, just personal stories. And there's just a lot happening and a very large learning curve, I think, we went, went through. So that was a challenge. And then there's being on the microphone. Okay, so <laughs> personal challenge. Um, this is not a very familiar role for me, um, being the literal voice um, in such a public forum. So that's definitely something that has challenged me and has um, made me appreciate how, how difficult it actually really is, um, how much work goes into it. And I'm just glad that I'm, or at least I hope that I've been able to do a good job of it. And you did great. Yes. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. That's what I'm most grateful for. I think I drew the short straw. That's kind of what happened. Yeah. What about you? What was the hardest part of the project? Um, I think from my perspective, it was just kind of conceptualizing the different episodes and so you'd have all this rich subject matter that we had collected through interviews and then trying to figure out, okay, what's the actual story that we want to tell? So each episode that we had planned out, we kind of had a theme. So we knew we wanted to talk about bullying and harassment. We knew we wanted to talk about stress and volunteering and, you know, advancement. But really, we didn't have anything beyond that kind of initial concept. So it wasn't until you sit down with all of the interview footage and start sifting through all of that that you had to then tell tell kind of what's the story and how am I going to tell it. And I found that definitely challenging to kind of keep figuring out new and different ways to tell the story. So we weren't doing it the exact same way and it was, wasn't getting too cookie cutter-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting challenge for sure. So what's next? I feel like we've just scraped the surface of some of these um, topics or or potential topics that we could kind of get into. So what's next? I guess we, one, have to kind of evaluate, is this project uh, successful? And do we want to keep doing uh, the next season of the objective lens? So we'll go into a little bit of an evaluation mode and sifting through some of the data that we get from 
uh, how many people are listening and some of the comments and, and start to build a case for doing season two, which I'm cautiously optimistic we'll be doing. <laughs> cautiously. Um, yeah, and we have been getting some great comments, especially when we first launched. Um, we're getting really positive feedback based on the content itself and just the fact that it is a podcast. Um, some people have said, oh, you know, finally, like, um, I think there are podcast listeners out there that um, I'm hoping that we kind of fill that niche that they had been looking for. I have enjoyed the journey of creating this podcast, and I hope you've enjoyed listening to it. I thank you for taking me along with you on your commute or to the gym or while you prepared dinner, wherever you chose to listen to The Objective Lens. We would love to get your feedback and comments to help us prepare for the next season. You can reach out through Facebook or Twitter at CSMLS or email us directly at podcast at csmls.org. We look forward to your thoughts on the podcast and suggestions for future topics. Thank you for listening. The Objective Lens is written and produced by Michael Grant and myself, Kathy Bowers, and is the official podcast of the Canadian Society for Medical Laboratory Science. Editing and technical assistance by Joel Tersini. Administrative support by Redmilla Minor. For other episodes, supplemental content, and bonus material, visit our website at podcast.csmls.org.